Sex Archie. This Archie fucks. <laughs> what? A Riverdale recap podcast. Yeah, it is. It is. So this is our fourth episode. We're going to be covering Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show, directed by Mark Piznarski and written by Michael Grassi. It's the M episode, I guess. Yeah. Mike and Mark. Yeah. This episode. Not big on the cray, but heavy on the drama. There's a little cray. But there's a lot more drama. A lot more drama. There's drama with mamas. There is. There's mama drama. (laughs) There's mama drama. Well, the beginning, I feel Mm -hmm. like, why don't we start with what they dealt with in the beginning, is the drive-in is closing. The drive-in is closing. And Jughead is pissed. He's despondent. He's angry. He's, He's slamming the table. I've never seen so much raw emotion. He's very upset about this. Out of Forsyth Pendleton Jones the <laughs> Third. Everyone else is kind of like, well... You know, times change. People move on. Netflix. We, we live in a VOD world. Wh- or why do people go to the drive-in? To buy crack. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a few things before that. We, we open with the traditional narration, and there's some oh. really well-framed, like, tableaus of Sheriff Keller interviewing people. As uh, uh, paranoia and distrust settle over Riverdale. You're about to sneeze any second. Uh-huh, I'm sick. This is going to happen a lot through this episode. I'm trying not to. And, and then there's a quick scene. There's, there's some sort of uh, concerto in the park. Where uh, uh, Papa Andrews is trying to hit on Miss Grundy again? Yeah, that does happen before that. Yeah, yeah. They like go, and he's all like, "Hey, let's. Why don't Why don't we take you out to dinner?" And Archie brought her flowers. Like, yeah, subtle. Nobody's gonna catch on, kid. Good he's job. Like, no, no. Let's not. Do, let's not go to dinner. No, no. Let's go to dinner with your teacher. And so they end up at Pops. So they end up at Pops. Which is where Jughead and everyone else are hanging out and Jughead's having his whole, they're closing the drive-in. You know what else this episode has very little of? Huh. Cheryl. There's very little Cheryl. But what what she does have is powerful as always. I don't think we've mentioned it. Yeah. But Hermione Lodge, Veronica's mother, yeah. to make ends meet is working as a waitress at Pops. Yeah. And so Cheryl... Is the worst customer of all time. Yes. The big old jerk ends all like, you better put all that in the register. We know that you lodges have sticky fingers. What? What? But Veronica's mom puts her in her place. With class. Yeah. By pointing out that she has no class. Yeah. Just like her mother. Oh, yeah. Oh. And There's a lot of family legacy in this town. Uh, Then... Archie and his dad and Miss Grundy come into Pops, mm-hmm. and Betty decides to go talk to Archie. And meanwhile, no. Jughead's like, just like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, don't do th- crap. This slinks is bad. down into the booth, like, what, what which, shall be, shall be. <laughs> which makes Veronica and Kevin like, wait, what, what, what's happening? What, what? And Veronica decides to go follow Betty and Archie into the parking lot because Betty's figured it out. 
Yes. She knows that uh, yes. Grundy was at the river. She knows that Archie was at the she river. Started, and they both are very mum about it. And she was putting it together. There was a voiceover where she's like, what about if they were like, together. they're together. So she decides to confront Archie about this. She's, she's doing all her detective work in her diary. It's very Nancy Drew. Yes. <laughs> right when Betty is like getting Archie to confess... Veronica yeah. comes out there and is like, what? <laughs> it's not what you think. Oh, so it's platonic? Okay, it's maybe a little what you think. Oh, uh, yeah. Archie, you sweet, thick-headed boy. Um, Everybody knows. All the kids know. Except mm-hmm. maybe Kevin. No one thinks to tell Kevin. Yeah, no one tells Kevin. Unless Jughead tells Kevin while like, they're sitting in there alone. <laughs> Poor Kevin. <laughs> but I have a feeling he did. I feel like Jughead just, like, sunk lower and lower until he was, like, under the table eating a burger mm-hmm. in the fetal position. <laughs> All right. Burger watch. Four episodes. Still no burgers. Apparently, according to the Riverdale Twitter, what he was picking at at the table was burger. Oh, come. No. And that no. does not count. That doesn't count. You because he needs to, like, have down. it in his hands. You got a Hardee's commercial this. Just. Yeah. Hardee's is good shit. <laughs> they make good burgers. I liked Hardee's even when, like, I didn't eat burgers. Not as good as Pops. I don't know. We've never had a Pops burger. How would we know? Well, you know, it tastes like fiction and dreams, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Fictional food always looks really good. Like the ca- cartoon loaf of bread in Aladdin. Like, that is damn good looking bread. Uh, I would bring up all the food in Django Unchained, but Kevin would yell at me. He's sick of all this uh, uh, Tarantino talk. <laughs> yes. Shuts Chuck head down there. <laughs> well, Betty and Veronica are outside with Archie. Betty's mom pulls up and just yells at her to get in. Betty leaves. You have too many friends. And then we kind of don't cut back to what's happening inside the diner. It just goes to like Veronica's mom is outside talking to someone shady around the corner and Cheryl sees and is all like, oh, I can use this to be mean tomorrow at school. Take a picture. And she does. Yeah. Uh, So, So meanwhile, Betty begins investigating Miss Grundy mm-hmm. by by looking her up online using the Sleuthster search engine. Yes. I love fake TV search engines so much. Archie is also freaking out that Betty's going to like write a newspaper article mm-hmm. about him and Grundy or something. And Jughead's all like, Betty would never do anything that she know would hurt you. Mm-hmm. And... Well, first he asked Jughead if Jughead spilled the beans. Oh, yes, yes. He goes into this thing about being a conscientious objector and saying that keeping his mouth shut was the most moral, apathetic choice possible. Yes. That's my boy right there. Uh, Meanwhile, while they're having this conversation, he's putting like flyers up for the final night of the drive-in. The final show. The the titular last night at the picture show. And he says something to Archie that's like, it's okay, I understand. I'm holding on to something older than me, too. Oh. You're holding on to Miss Grundy. I'm holding on to the movie theater. At the drive-in. Talk Archie to me. Betty goes and sets up a fake interview with Miss Grundy. Yes. And is all like, I have questions for you. Tell me about yourself. Tell me why you came here. Were you doing independent studies with other students? 
And then we find out that she was doing an independent study with Jason Blossom. I bet she was independently studying his testicles. Well, Betty is like, he's really cute, isn't he? (laughs) I don't think about my students that way. Goodbye. By independent study, I mean first the left one and then the right one independently. Yeah. Yeah. So so Cheryl shames Veronica and is all like, look at this picture of your mom. And, And she has to explain who the Southside Serpents are. The alliteratively named biker gang in town. Yes. Uh, I I think Cheryl's play now is to just prove that Veronica's every bit as awful as she is and drag her down. Yeah. I think. (laughs) You belong in the pit of nasty mean girls with me. Yeah. Uh, Veronica shuts her down by saying, uh, you may be a stock character from a 90s teen movie, but I'm not. That's what I call a little bit of self-awareness in my Riverdale. (laughs) Jughead goes to the mayor. He's going straight to the top. Like, hey, can we stop losing the drive-in? And she's all like, no. And he mentions about how he and his family used to go. And they didn't have enough money for everyone to have tickets. So he and his sister Jellybean would hide until they were inside because they couldn't afford to pay for all of them. (laughs) Jughead and Jelly Bean curled up inside the trunk to see the movie picture show. But it's a done deal. It's too late. Uh, Everything's already signed off. The anonymous buyer. The sale's already gone through. Yeah. All in a hurry. All hush hush. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, We go back to Betty snooping and stuff. Yeah. Betty and Veronica... Opposite him at their their regular booth and pops. There might only be like three buildings in this entire town. Never mind one restaurant. Yeah. And they're like, here's proof. Here's proof. Grundy only showed up a year ago. She doesn't exist. The only actual Grundy is this old picture of a woman that died seven years ago. a shriveled old grandma. Yes. So who is this? Who is this person? She's a ghost as of a year ago. But Archie's still blinded by vaginas, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Blinded by blowjobs. That, that's my theory. Seeds of doubt have been planted, but they, they are not being watered. They have yes. not germinated. Yes. And then, then Archie does get curious and asks Miss Grundy, like, about herself, but gets no answer. They just, just make out. They just make out more. That shuts him up. You know, his mouth uh, is too busy, I guess. Betty and Veronica break into Grundy's car. Well, Betty breaks into the car. Veronica's just along. She's like, how do you know this? Oh, my dad and I work on cars. Like, you don't know how to do that. (laughs) Just working on cars. By working on cars, do you mean stealing radios, Betty? Do you mean stealing radios? (laughs) So then once they're in the car, she finds this box like that's locked. And she, like, gets a hairpin from Veronica and picks the lock with a hairpin and is all like, I learned that from Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew is corrupting our youth. We need to ban Nancy Drew from all school libraries. And then they find an ID with yes. a different name. Yeah, Jennifer Gibson. And, and, I thought it was going to be a picture of Jason Blossom. It was a gun. <laughs> Just as explosive. <laughs> so then Betty and Veronica wait for Archie outside his house and confront him. And this this starts to get through to the thick-headed sweet boy. Her name is this, and we found a gun. You, her name is not Grundy. Meanwhile, we, we cut over to Jughead's quest oh, 
for yep. for film. Yeah. Cinephilia yeah. in that boy's heart. Andrew's construction, of course, has uh-huh. the uh, demolition contract. So he yeah. goes to visit Archie's dad at his office, like just trying to do anything he can to get him to delay, get him to sandbag. Hey, just give up the the contract just for a while. He's like, I can't. It's you know, my my guys need this work. We need this work. And then and then and then Jughead's like, well, you already put one Jones out of business. What's another one? Hey, man, your dad was like stealing stuff on the job. I had to fire him. Yeah, I know how it is. Because <sighs> meanwhile, I don't. I don't know if we mentioned it. Jughead like works at the, yeah. the drive-in. He's the projectionist. He's the projectionist. Like it's it's not only that he loves it, but he works there. He's a projectionist because he loves it. Yes. We we see later they've got a whole stock of film cans. Yeah. He's got a. He can play whatever movies he wants. <laughs> as long as they're thirty years old. Cut to Hermione Lodge giving mm-hmm. the mayor a giant duffel bag of money. Cash under the table. This was a, a big duffel bag that was left in like a scene that was like three seconds long. We didn't even mention it. No. In episode in chapter one. Yeah. But it was there, and now the 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 payoff has come. This was bribe money for the mayor to smooth over this deal and, and push it through and keep the buyer, Lodge Industries, anonymous. Yeah. We cut to Archie asking Miss Grundy what her real name is <gasps> and who she is oh. and where she came from. And then Miss Grundy tells us a sob story about how she was in an abusive relationship and mm-hmm. left. She got sent to the hospital twice. Yes. And then she packed her bags and changed her identity after the divorce was final. Yes. Do you believe it? I don't know. I guess she never said anything about, I changed my identity by stealing it from a dead elderly woman. But would you in that moment, even if it was true? I I mean, I don't believe it. I don't even believe she's gone. Yeah. She's going to just go live in the woods with the cult. (laughs) Really focused on this cult. Yes, I am. I am so focused on the cult. Then... Uh, we cut to Kevin asking to borrow his dad's truck, the sheriff's truck. Mm-hmm. But before he gets there, he like walks in on his dad's like home office, and there is a wall that is just covered with pictures of people and red yarn. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Nice murder wall there, Dad." It's <laughs> <laughs> just a murder wall in their house. The, the Kellers have a good relationship. I love... Uh, Sheriff Keller is just this embarrassingly caring dad. He wants yeah. what's good for his son that he doesn't really understand. Yeah, he's like, so, so you have a date? He's like, oh, I'm just going with Veronica. I was like, well, is there not like a nice gay kid at your school? He's like, yeah, dad, me. It's hard being the only out kid in high school. Yeah. I mean, being out in high school in any case is hard enough, but when you're the only one... Yeah. You got, no, there's nobody to smooch. Yeah. We have not seen much of their relationship, but I'm excited for more of it. So meanwhile, Alice Cooper is still on her, her mission to keep uh, Betty isolated from all people and life in general. Yes. So she tattles on her to Mr. Andrews. And it's all like, you better keep your son away from here. Like that's going to do anything. Yes. I see him running out of the house, jogging, all sweaty late at night. Creeper. Are, Creeper. Are you spying on us, Ms. Cooper? 
That's besides the point. Let's go. We said what we wanted to say. I really feel for Hal Cooper. He seems like a nice guy who's just trying to survive. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know what's going on. If I try to divorce her, she'll shoot me. Better go along with it. Betty's mom is, like, putting away laundry because she's a mom who, like, does that still for her teenage child. That's the mark of a lack of trust. It's yes. not about the laundry. It's about an excuse to rummage through drawers. And guess what she finds? She finds a gun. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh no, she's going to find Betty's diary and read it. No, she finds a gun. And then she goes exactly to where Betty's diary is because she knows where Betty keeps it and reads the diary. No half measures. <laughs> nope. Go for the throat and, and also the gun. Go for the throaty gun. So then it is closing night. Just about everybody is there. Yep, yep. Uh, Archie's dad is with Veronica's mom. Because they had a very short thing in high school. Yeah. But then she dumped him for the rich guy, and it turned out pretty well for her, frankly. But apparently she's only there with him, so it doesn't seem weird that she's there alone because she's planning something. She's got business. And then Veronica and Kevin are together, and then Cheryl, like, bombards onto them. Cheryl forces her way in as a third wheel. I guess because even she realizes her friends suck. Yeah. Yeah. They really suck. Yeah. And then Betty's mom just comes up and like, so like Veronica's mom leaves awkwardly to go to the bathroom and mm -hmm. buy some popcorn. And then all of a sudden Betty's mom is out the window just like banging on Archie's dad's car. <laughs> we need to We need to talk about the children. <laughs> and says sorry to interrupt your adultery. <laughs> They're separated. I don't think it counts as adultery. <laughs> Archie's parents are separated. Yes. They might even be divorced. I th I think they're technically still married. Yeah. But it doesn't count. She lives Come in a on. completely different state. Like, it seems like it's been a while, too. Uh, so then Veronica sees her mom sneaking behind the movie theater. With that like Southside Serpent. Snack bar. Yeah. Which, which, which is Skeet! Skeet Ulrich. We have history with Skeet <laughs> Ulrich in our home. And we might be the only home that can say that. Tell me about some of your favorite shows, darling. Okay, okay. So there's this show called Miracles that did not get a proper chance to survive on TV. And it was like the X-Files, but about like God and Satan. It was almost entirely about ghosts. It was yes. the Ghost Files. Loved it. It only lasted one season. And, you should check it out. And not even that long if you're in the U.S. <laughs> no, they didn't even show like the last two episodes. <laughs> I had to wait. I never saw the final episodes until it was finally on Netflix. <laughs> so if you want to watch Skeet Ulrich either kiss a ghost or, or get punched <laughs> by a ghost or both every episode, yeah, go find Miracles. You ended up liking it. I liked it by the end. There's a really strong episode in the first couple, and the back half is better than the first half for sure. Yeah. Yes. Like, and it's a shame that it didn't get to go on longer. And then <laughs> there's Jericho. Uh-huh. Which lasted two seasons. Uh, it lasted two seasons because after it got canceled, it was brought back and they canceled it a second time. Yeah. But it's good. It was good. It was like you you enjoyed the I like did. Con, the, all the levels of information that conspiracyness. But it's basically that one's about like 
nuclear bombs going off and government conspiracies and people trying to deal with what's going on afterwards, which is basically not knowing things. I really like the farm guy and his deaf sister. Yeah, I love, I loved. Oh, the... And, and the tax collector that lived with them. <laughs> they were nice. Yeah. I really did enjoy uh, the sister who was deaf and like the relationship between her and people in the town and the use of sign language in the, the show. That was nice. Uh, we didn't watch it, but Skeet Ulrich was also a star of Law & Order Los Angeles. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. So if you want your show to get canceled in the first season, <laughs> definitely hire Skeet Ulrich. I am really glad that he's just like a guest. <laughs> I'd be really worried if he was like a star. Because that would mean even though this is a hit, it would get canceled. Skeet Albatross Ulrich uh, <laughs> is a guest star for this episode. Yes. Uh, so that's who Veronica's mom is sneaking off to and, talk to. And she passes him an envelope with some more cash in it that uh, Veronica sees. Yeah. During all this, Kevin is off to get snacks, and he's just like, give me all the snacks. He's like, who am I trying to impress? Well, he's using the time away to keep sneaking glances over his shoulder, and the next time we see Kevin... He's having a hot and heavy makeout sesh yeah. with one of these serpents. Yeah. Pressed against a chain link fence. Kevin's getting some action. Oh, you naughty boy. In that scene, he keeps being like, okay, I gotta go. No, I like really have to like go. And they just keep making out. And then he gives the yeah. guy his phone number and he's wait, like, wait, Keller? Like, Sheriff Keller? He's like, yeah, is that a problem? And then he shows him, like, his serpent tattoo. And he's like, well, is this a problem? And I won't tell if you won't. Let's make out more. <laughs> They're so cute. It's it's Romeo and Juliet. I want more Kevin and Joaquin. Yes, his name was Joaquin. Uh-huh. That's such a good name. Then we have Archie going to see Miss Grundy. And he gives her a present, which is, like, a really fancy, like, cello bow. Yeah, he sold one of his guitars. Yes, to buy this for her. And then we find out that it's actually like a goodbye present. Like, uh, we're, we need to not see each other anymore in this way. Just, one of Betty's confrontations after the, the abusive husband story, mm -hmm. she points out how this relationship is cutting him off from all of his friends. Like, yeah. It doesn't come out, but that is a sign of yet another abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, if her story is true, then she's perpetuating the cycle on you. If it's fake, then she's just being abusive. Yes. Get out. So they're having this, like, this moment, this scene where you're actually like, yes, Archie, doing the right things, things might be okay. And then... Nothing is that simple. No, because then Betty's mom... Busts in with Archie's dad and Betty as well. Look at your son! Look what they're doing. There's this big five-way blow-up. Every character has their own loyalties and agendas they're pursuing. Yes. I mean, we've talked a lot about Alice Cooper. <laughs> She's a crazy person. School's out forever. Uh, I don't know a lot of Alice Cooper songs. <laughs> Teen Teenage Frankenstein? I don't know. But this is when she just goes off. She's going to uh, call the sheriff right now and have Grundy strung up by her thumbs. Yeah. And it's all just as a way to, like, drag Archie through the mud and prove to her daughter just what kind of scum he is. Yes. 
Betty's all like, I will not let you do this. If you do this, I will go tell everyone I broke into her car. I will make up, say that I made up this story. I will say this, I will say that, and then everyone will think I snapped, just like Polly and just like you. Oh. And who are they going to believe? <laughs> Everybody's already thinking it. Crazy runs in the family. Yeah. And, and Archie's just like, no, you're right, I'm stupid, and I'm this, and I'm terrible, and I'm a horrible person. He tries to come clean. There's nothing clean in Riverdale. And Miss Grundy is like, well, I'll, I'll just quit. I'll quit. And I'll leave. Mm-hmm. I'll just go, and it'll be over. And and Archie doesn't want her to leave. But she, she does. She, she packs up. She has yet another Slurpee and looks over her glasses at a, a pair diff- of hunky jogging men. Yes. Before she leaves. For this show, could be anywhere between 14 and 40. It's hard to judge. (laughs) They were teenagers because one of them had a, like, the school, like, a school sports something on. And Um, so she skips town, who knows for how long. To the forest. (laughs) Just to the forest. Just to the forest. This is when the Kellers return home. Yeah. And and they, they find their home burgled. Yeah. And his murder wall's torn down. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, I do like, he's like, or how was, how did you like the movie? It had a surprise ending. <laughs> hey, 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 Veronica questions her mom. I saw you. I saw money. And her mom ends up telling her about the scheme. Yeah, it was a little bit of money to the gang folks to uh, make the property drop in value. Yeah. And a lot of money to the mayor to keep things smooth and hush-hush. She doesn't tell her about the mayor. She just tells her about the... That's true. The, the snake. Yeah. Southside snake. The Southside serpents. South, Southside serpents. Um, I ain't no filthy snake. I'm a serpent. <laughs> Veronica has a moment. Because she says something like, You're, so dad really did do those things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, like he's a businessman. You know, he did this so we could have this and this and this. And didn't you like having dinners at this place and a shopping at this place? And she's like, those were just things, mom. Yeah. Those were just things. Veronica's like, I don't want those things. That's the. That's li- not what's important. That is the life that your father provided for us. Veronica must confront the fact that she is tainted by the poison of capitalism. Yes. And so then we see Archie and his dad getting home and his dad's all like, you're not stupid. This wasn't your far- fault. And Archie just like starts crying yeah. into his dad's shoulder. They've got a family bonding hug and <sighs> it's very nice. Then we go to Betty talking to her mom. Her mom's all, I'm trying to protect you. I don't, you know, this is my way of protecting you. You need to not do these things. All the normal Alice Cooper stuff. And then she's say like, my name. say my name, mom. And I was like, is she going to say Polly? <laughs> Did you have that moment? I did. I had that moment. <laughs> but no, she's like Elizabeth Elizabeth Cooper. That's right. I'm not Polly, and Archie's not Jason. Yeah. So stop using them to control me, mother. Yes. And then, and then. Now we, we move into the final narration. Who does it? Not Jughead. Jughead's too busy. We're going to get into that in a second. Okay. It's Betty as mm-hmm. she starts a brand new diary. Yeah. Because the last diary is, is like. It's compromised. Yeah. And I was kind of like, girl, don't start another diary. That has not gotten you anything good. No, she, she got one of those ones that uh, you see commercials where 11-year-olds have it like voice password protected. I don't, don't leave it in your dresser or whatever, wherever. Like, girl, come on. Go get a live journal and make it private. 
Password protected. So she's doing the Grey's Anatomy thing, ruminating on the very special lessons we learned today. Mm-hmm. As we see Jughead uh, running the projector one last time, packing up the film cans, packing up his personal effects. He's got a picture of him and Jelly Bean no. as kids. And then he leaves as, as he's grabbing his bag. It pans. And you see a bed. You see his bed. He lives at the drive-in. It's his home. Nobody knew. No. He was fighting tooth and nail for, for art, sure, for history, but... It's where he lives! For his own home to not be demolished by Archie's dad. Figuratively steamrolled by the whole dang town. <laughs> and then we go outside and he's spray painting on... The outside wall, Jughead Jones was here, and he makes the little crown hat mm-hmm. beanie thing. And he turns around, and Skeet is there. Mm-hmm. And they have, they have a little chat. They have a little chat. Where are you gonna go now? It's like, oh, I'll take, I'll figure it out. I always, like, I always have Dad. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad. His dad's like the leader of the gang. And Jughead's on his own, and he doesn't have a home, and he doesn't know where he's going, but he's not going back to, like, live with the family. And does anyone know that Jughead has been living in a drive-in? I don't think, I don't think so. Nobody knows that Jughead's homeless. <sighs> and then he just walks off with his backpack of his only possessions as he leaves his home to be demolished. And where's his sister? Where's Jellybean? Where's I hope she's not dead. <sighs> That would be too much. Like, I am having a hard time with this. I know. I know. I just can't. It's, it's the downerest ending. My boy, my good, sweet, wise burger son. I want to know so much about him. I just I just want to know yeah. about him. Like, what is what is what has happened in Jughead's life? Before this episode, Betty was clearly the most compelling character in all of Riverdale. Nine more. It is now Jughead by a head. By a jugged head. Yes. My heart, it just, it, it wrenched it. I it think, it. I think we need a change of pace real okay. quick. Okay, Before we do other things. Okay. So, uh, tell me, what was your favorite pop culture reference in, in chapter four? This episode was pretty light on them. Yeah. I liked when... Betty's mom busted in the door to break up Grundy and Archie that she did say, like, refer to her as Mrs. Robinson. But my favorite yes. is Veronica saying, she's a waitress, not Fontaine. <laughs> That's my favorite. Les Mis quotes all the way. Les Mis quotes are great. And because it follows so logically from Cheryl's line. Yeah. Because it was something like, what's next? She's going to have to sell her hair extensions. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Mine is, uh, I'm going to go esoteric, and it's not a quote. I'm pretty sure a lot of the shots at the drive-in of the Southside Serpents were intentional references to the Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I saw that. Like, yeah, they're, they're whooping it up, and it's just like the opening scenes at the drive-in. God, what was their gang named? The, the Soches were the bad, were the other gang. It was just like the greasers, right? I think so. Yeah, just I think the they greasers. just referred to themselves as the greasers. Them dang greasers. Stay gold, juggy boy. <laughs> 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 
time again for everybody's favorite segment. Time for Elena's least favorite segment. <laughs> well, I just ramble a little and then we move on. It's specifically people who do not have any history with these characters. Oh, okay. So my little, like... Those are the people I have in mind for this. So my, like, three-minute blurb is helping is, those people. I'm not helping people who already know what this is. Yeah. That that takes a little pressure off. Where we look at a character as the Arden Riverdale and compare them to where they came from. So let's talk about the page-to-screen transition of one Ms. Geraldine Grundy. So, yeah. darling, yeah. as our resident Archie Comics expert... Uh-huh. Tell me about Ms. Grundy as she is in the books. Maggie Smith. <laughs> she's Maggie Smith. So so you're saying she's an elderly woman. <laughs> she is an elderly woman uh, who has Jughead's nose. She, she does have that very long rod-like nose. She does, yeah. Uh, and she... Hair in a tight bun. Yes. Ankle-length spinster dress. Very old spinster type. Yes. And she does work at the school. She doesn't teach music. I think it's usually like English and math and stuff. She kind of like a general whatever. thing. Whatever they need that day, yeah. she teaches. I love Miss Grundy. Like and like I love her. She is cuz she's like can be very serious and very stern and like stop getting into trouble and stop doing that. But like she loves the students. And even though, like, Archie drives her crazy and Jughead drives her crazy and everyone's always doing stuff, there's always little moments where she or she and the principal will, like, kind of have, like, a wink-wink moment. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we fix their problem. We help them get better. Yeah. We help them make up or whatever. So Archie comics are basically a sitcom in print. You've got your sort of rather broad characters getting into hijinks week yes. to week. So so in the mold of that sort of teen comedy, uh-huh. Ms. Grundy is like, as their teacher, the most immediate, like, constricting authority. She's sort of the enemy. She and Weatherby, yeah. But she's no Miss Trunchbull. She has a no. heart. Oh, no. And she, she's, not, she's not mean. Yeah. She's like stern like a teacher's supposed to be. She mm-hmm. knows when they're like doing shit they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Which is and, like, often with these gr- rascally you know, teens. Gives them detention. <laughs> She's super sassy. She's got some sass. She's got some sass. She's been practicing for many, many years. She's 500 years old. <laughs> if I remember correctly, there was like some type of storyline where she and Weatherby were both like in the army or whatever. <laughs> and she like technically outranks him or something. <laughs> like it doesn't get used a lot at- Especially hasn't been used in years. Um, but that was like a thing for a while, which is kind of great to think of her as like, I don't remember, I don't know what position like she was supposed to have. <laughs> but I think of her as like a drill sergeant type thing and then yeah. being like school teacher and then sass. It worked for Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. What changed and what stayed the same? That might be the harder question. Uh, with uh, Riverdale's Ms. Grundy, the uh, serial rapist. I'm not sure much stayed the same. <laughs> I think the first hint she's not uh, uh, the same person she's... is she's far younger than the last time anyone named Geraldine was born. Like, why? Okay, if you <laughs> changed your name, why would you pick that name? Because there is a social security number <laughs> waiting to be used. <sighs> yeah, so she's way younger. The real Miss Grundy in the comics wouldn't have statutory rape going on. Well, for one thing, it's just dust down there. <laughs> I'm sure she can... Have some fun times with people her own age. There aren't any. She's a vampire. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I think there was a thing, too, in a comic where, like, Sheen Weatherby got married or something. Aww. I feel like that was a thing, too. Again, we're talking about almost 80 years. Anything could have happened Yeah, like, there once. was lots of stuff. I always kind of had, like, a thing where I was, like, it always seemed like Weatherby and Grundy were, like, it's like that, that we're, we're never going to get together, but you just wish they would. Yeah. Because they'd be cute. Cute old people together. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Riverdale's Miss Grundy is definitely supportive of her students. <laughs> oh, you're not, you don't mean sexually. <laughs> I'm sure she's very encouraging as well, but there were also music lessons. That wasn't entirely a lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like she is a nice person, would be a good teacher in some ways. And you get a lot of one-on-one attention. That's about it. That's about There's it. not a lot they kept the same. The picture. I mean, the picture of the dead Miss Grundy, that looks like Miss Grundy. What what if? What if the Grundy plot is not over? We have flashbacks to the dead Miss Grundy. Maybe the dead Miss Grundy isn't dead. And that character turns out to be much more like Maybe she's in the cult in the woods. The print Miss Grundy. I'm not sure. <laughs> If there is a cult in the woods, I'm not sure everything leads back. That's way too tidy. Maybe she's the head, like, leader of the cult in the woods, and that's why she disappeared seven years ago. That's when it started, and she formed this cult in the woods and started recruiting people and sacrificing people. And so she faked her own death, so that way no one would come looking for her. Not everybody can fake their own death to join a cult in the woods. Miss Grundy could do it. Okay, but you also said that about Jason. Well, that obviously did not go well. That's why everyone can't do it. Jason couldn't. Miss Grundy already did. She used up the good luck to, like, fake her own death and do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Miss Grundy in the woods just doesn't like redheads and was like, no, you don't get to be here. Bang. So do you want to get into predictions? <laughs> Are those your predictions? Well, I think we'll see. I don't think that's the last we'll see of Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about Jughead's past and probably see a lot more of Daddy Skeet okay. for a couple episodes. You don't cast uh, a professional Johnny Depp lookalike Skeet <laughs> Ulrich for only one episode. He's aged better than Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. <laughs> they used to look identical. Yeah. And I, I guess Skeet doesn't do as many drugs. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Jellybean is not dead. Jellybean will make an appearance. <sighs> I hope so. What this, if, I mean, I, I don't read casting news or anything. That's just a, a prediction I have conviction behind. What, what if Jellybean went, like, full-on gang and is in, like, in jail? Oh, Jellybean and Juvie. Juvie Bean. Yeah, and, like, Jughead has to go visit her, like, on her birthday. Oh, okay. There, there's going to be an episode where Jughead couch surfs uh, with all the kids. He's going to live with Pops. And yeah, he's he's gonna move into the diner. That's a good call. Yeah, I'm stealing yeah. that from you. That's mine. No, now. that's mine. I no, just, it's mine. I, everyone just heard me say it. I everyone heard me say I'm stealing it. No, I, no, I have stolen no, it. You don't get to steal it. You don't get to do that. Hiram Lodge, Papa Lodge. Yes. He's going to break or buy his way out of jail, and he's going to be on the show sooner rather than later. Yes, and then he's gonna take over the Southside Snakes. So, <laughs> no, no, it's. <laughs> Serpent. It's the silver snakes. It's the south side serpents. South side surfers? Yes, the south. <laughs> the south side Sasquatch. Yes. Yes. 
He's going to take over the South Side Sasquatch. He's going to drink a South Side Sarsaparilla. <laughs> I'm just glad that Skeet's on our side, South Side Skeet. South Side Skeet! We got South Side Pride. Yeah. Go Sox. The South Side Sox. I think we're going to see a lot more Joaquin. I think Kevin's going to see a lot more Joaquin. Yeah! I had a theory that I think is about to be blown out of the water. Hmm. Which is that for all of his talk and gadflying, Kevin has never actually had a sexual experience. Just a lot of makeout. I think we might have seen on camera all of Kevin's makeouts in his life. Maybe. But so I, he, that's he, about to change. Yeah. I think Kevin's going to get some for, yeah. for real stuff. I, I think eventually his dad will find out and then there's going to be tension because he's not going to approve or he's going to have a hard time approving of a gang member dating his son. But he wants his son to be happy, so he'll try. I think Veronica is going to lead some sort of labor movement. Is going to mobilize the small business owners of Riverdale against her father. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. So I think all that's left is trailer reactions. So uh, if if you count uh, trailers as spoilers, please skip to the end. Yep. But for now, let's talk about it. Next week, we're expecting Jason's memorial service. I guess his second funeral. Yeah. What a selfish boy. Well, I mean, they have his body now. They can actually <laughs> bury it. Closed casket. Ooh, hey, yeah. There's a mysterious box. Yes, and Veronica's mom did not seem very happy opening What's it. What's in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box? You know they're going to do a seven thing. You know. Yeah. I was too busy dealing with my Jughead sadness. And sneezing. <laughs> The trailer was very vague. I really don't know what to expect. From what I remember from watching it like an hour ago, it was a uh, very quick cutting stuff. Yeah. So I didn't. That's really about all I got. I mean, the trailer for this week didn't even mention anything about the drive-in. I'm excited for the roaring return of Cheryl. Yeah. There was a, a thing of the Blossoms' mother. Yeah. She touched Archie's face and was like, "You look so much like him." Like, have you seen no other red-haired boys? I guess it's a small town. Never that vibrant. It's it's a very small town. <laughs> so that's going to be creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. Is she your booty tutor? Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, hold it, please. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. Please.